Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, good morning. How are you, Newt? I'm doing well. Delighted to be with you. I know you're about honesty, morality, and faith. This is something we learned from our founding fathers. But right now, you say in this new book that you just penned, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future, you say in this book that we're in big trouble right now and the threats are real. How bad is it, Newt? Let us know how much trouble we're in. Well, I think the average American knows how much trouble they're in. They go out and they fill up their car. They can barely afford it. They go to the grocery store. Uh, They can barely afford it. Uh, They have to worry about the rising crime rate uh, and uh, whether or not they can walk the street safely or, for that matter, drive the street safely with the number of carjackings that have occurred. Uh, They look at the number of people crossing the border illegally. Uh, I mean, every time you turn around, you're reminded, you know, can you send your child to school? What will they be taught? What are the biases of their teacher? And I think people have a general sense that uh, the system is out of control that it doesn't represent their values, and it certainly is not, you know, it's not performing. I mean, people want to return to an America that works, and the current system is not working. You had just been elected to Congress uh, in the late 70s, the last time our country saw inflation like we're, we're seeing today. What did we do back then to get ourselves out, and do you think that that approach would work for today's times? Oh, yeah. I have no question that, that uh, and you're right, I, I can't begin campaigning and working with Ronald Reagan in 1974, and I, I won in 78, but halfway through Jimmy Carter's presidency, and then uh, watch, you know, worked at and helped elect Reagan in 80. Uh, we, we went to certain basic rules that, by the way, Donald Trump had applied. Remember, you were at 1.4% inflation. Uh, gasoline was less than half the price it is now uh, when, Donald, when Trump left office. We had energy independence. We were creating new jobs. We were returning manufacturing from China. We had control of the border. We applied common sense things. This is part of why I wrote the book, uh, Defeating Big Government Socialism, because I realized what we're up against is a repetitive pattern of left-wingers who don't understand the real world, who live in some kind of fantasy, uh, who try to apply the fantasy in a way that is very painful for the rest of us, uh, and who then cover up the failure of the fantasy with more and more and more government spending, which then leads to inflation. I recently had a uh, decorated Air Force colonel, and he also graduated from an Ivy League uh, institution, a li- liberal institution. And he told me our biggest national threat right now is not Russia, Iran, North Korea. It's our own government. He told me that our biggest national security threat is internal. Do you agree with that? Yes, I think the, the greatest threat to our freedom today is the collapse of the American system because of a coalition of uh, the the teachers' unions, the environmentalists, uh, people whose number one role in life is sexual, uh, the people who believe in giant government, uh, people who favor criminals over the innocent. There's this weird coalition that has come together, and it's kind of hard to understand why they're all connected to each other, but they are. And they've concluded that they can form the sort of new American version 
which teaches you know, seven-year-old white girls that they should feel bad because of their skin color, which is pure racism, and wants to teach third graders to discuss their attitude towards transgenderism, and uh, wants to eliminate mathematics because uh, it involves hard answers with a yes and a no, and when you have hard answers, some people get things wrong and then they feel bad. I mean, you watch all these different swirling things, and they, they all form a coalition of the crazy, and uh, that's what we're up against. And, and they dominate the New York Times and the Washington Post and the news media, and they increasingly dominate the biggest corporations. Uh, so it's it's a very very big problem for the country, and I think if we don't if we don't solve it, we won't have to worry about our opponents because we won't be capable of dealing with any of them. You mentioned the New York Times, very liberal publication. Uh, they recently put out a poll, and it looks like President Biden may be facing an alarming level of doubt from inside his own party. If you look at the results of this poll, sixty four percent of Democratic voters are saying that they would prefer a different brand in the upcoming 2024 presidential campaign, as well as uh, his his own Democratic Party, it seems like, is is now turning against the president. Is this good news for defeating big government socialism? Well, I think it's very good news if we make it a victory, not just against some guy who has cognitive challenges and clearly can't do the job, but we understand that, that the underlying philosophy, uh, this is not about uh, Kamala Harris's laugh, and it's not about... Uh, Joe Biden's inability to to function in public. This is about a philosophy and a coalition of people who want to do things that are wrong and that do not work and that uh, undermine America and cause huge pain to the American people. I think if we can win that argument, then this becomes one of the most historic elections maybe in 100 years. But if all we do is win an argument based on the fact that this guy's old and incompetent and kind of weird, uh, that doesn't get us very far. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I, you say in the book, uh, as I've gotten through most of it, it's it, you say that you first win the argument and then you win the vote. Right now, what is our biggest argument that we need to win right now? I think the argument that all of these failures are the result of a belief system that is wrong, that uh, no matter what your personality, no matter how sincere you are, if you believe these things, then you should not be in public life. I tell people it's a, the, one of the great problems in terms of dealing with violence is that liberals saw uh, The Lion King and thought it was a documentary. And they think that lions and zebras sing and dance together. And we keep trying to tell them no. <laughs> in the real world, lions eat zebras. And they go, well, that can't be true. Uh, and so you end up with attitudes 
towards power and attitudes towards violence that are just literally irrational. I mean, look, look at the George Soros campaign to elect district attorneys who refuse to lock up criminals. That is a, that's a policy. You know, it, it's now so bad that uh, we, just, we just saw uh, Starbucks announce that it's, it's closing 16 stores in inner cities because they can't control the drug use in the, ba- in the, in the bathrooms. Uh, and it's too, too dangerous to run the stores. Well, that's sort of the, of the beginning of the decay of all of our civilization, that inch by inch we have given ground to a chaos and a, and a lawlessness. Uh, that we're, so you can be a drug-addicted, homeless person uh, out on the street, and you, and you feel that we owe you uh, taking care of your habit, and we owe you whatever you need. And then we're, we're shocked that they, they come up and aggressively uh, panhandle people or that they have a really bad psychotic day and they go kill somebody. Our guest is the number one New York Times bestselling author, Newt Gingrich, the 50th Speaker of the House. And, of course, he's a Fox News contributor. His new book called Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future. I think some Americans very disappointed in the propaganda that's out there because it's hard to know what's true and what's not true. We're so overwhelmed with information. And the other thing that I don't know if you've seen this documentary or if you give it any credibility, but 2000 mules, a friend turned me on to this documentary, 2000 mules. And I know we say we're in a country where elections still count, but, but really do they? Because uh, some of that information, again, I don't know what to believe, but it seems like uh, it's adding up to where even if we do go vote uh, the right way, trying to save America's future, our vote may not count. Or it may be trumped by some ballots that are, are stuffed in the middle of the night. Well, I, th- I think the good news is that in a number of states, I think over 26 states, uh, they've now passed much tighter election laws. I mean, it turned out, and this is part of my whole point about that there's a huge American majority that really would like to see us come together as Americans. And something like 86% of the American people think that you should show uh, some of photo identity uh, to prove you are who you are before you vote. There's a huge majority for honest elections. I think 2020 was, in a sense, a, a desperate gamble by the left to rig the game because they were so terrified of Trump uh, that they thought, and you know, this is why Zuckerberg spent $415 million uh, trying to create turnout only in Democratic areas. And you had, uh, you know, you had uh, Twitter blocking the truth about Hunter Biden and his laptop and his deals with China and Russia and Ukraine. I mean, all of these things were an all-out effort to defeat Trump. Uh, and I think uh, as a result, uh, it also brought out into the open how sick these people are. And I think has led the American people to a pretty strong reaction against this kind of stuff. When was the last time that you've spoken to President Trump? Well, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, he's... he's uh, I think he's staying busy, and he's, he's uh, certainly had a huge impact on the uh, Republican primaries. And I think he intends to campaign this fall and help elect Republicans. And are you encouraging him to run in 2024? Would you endorse him as a candidate in 2024? Well, I think he has to make that decision, and he has to make it based on his health. And I mean, he, he's very clear that if, if there's any danger that he's going to end up like Biden, he wouldn't run. Uh, because he's, he's, he's old enough to be aware that you know, he's got to feel like he's capable of getting through four years of a very, very tough job. 
but I would say, I mean, he's a very good friend of ours, and and uh, our first inclination would be to support him. And I, th- I think that if he does decide to run, he probably becomes the Republican nominee. But but it will be a race. He's, it's not automatic. And remember, if we'd had this conversation at this point in 2014, and I had said to you, oh, yeah, Donald Trump's going to run and, and win the nomination and get elected, you'd have thought I was crazy. So, so you know, I, I tell people there's, there's, as good, there's a pretty good chance that since Tom Cruise's new movie, Top Gun Maverick, uh, actually uh, has ended up uh, with about half of all the movie sales in America this year. It's an unbelievably popular film. I can imagine, particularly in the Democratic Party, that, that uh, he could run and, and fill a vacuum at least as much as Trump filled the vacuum in the Republican Party. Uh, you know, and I think, I, I think Cruz as a candidate would be... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's sort of amazing to watch. Who knows what we might see? I mean, we never thought we'd see right. Trump as president. Who, who could be next? Our guest right now, Newt Gingrich, has penned a new book, Defeating Big Government Socialism. It's available on Amazon. I love the new Audible uh, from Amazon. You can multitask in a world where we're trying to get so much done. Uh, you could just listen to, to Newt Gingrich's new book by purchasing it on Amazon. I know that you and President Trump, both residents uh, at times in the Sunshine State, Ron DeSantis has been uh, uh, kind of a, a star in the Sunshine State with the Republican Party. Do you believe he has a great shot of maybe becoming the next Republican oh, yeah. nominee. I, I, look, I, think, I think he clearly is in second place after Trump, and he's very formidable. I, I think that if you look at uh, Trump, uh, the fact is that, that uh, he's the frontrunner, uh, and he's probably the nominee. But at the same time, DeSantis is building a heck of a record, and DeSantis is building a nationwide uh, awareness, and he's certainly positioned uh, to be the second candidate. And when you look at the polling numbers between the two of them, they're about uh, two-thirds to almost three-quarters of all the Republicans. So they sort of begin to crowd out everybody else. Uh, but, but DeSantis is a phenomenon. Remember, he, he won election, I think, by 32,000 votes. Uh, and then he just blossomed. It's a very funny story because he blossomed into a great governor, and the guy he barely beat turned out to uh, ultimately have been picked up with uh, several male prostitutes and, and, and drug paraphernalia, et cetera, and now faces some amazing number of criminal oh, charges. Newt, that's no big deal now. It's okay to be like that nowadays. We just turn, turn our cheek the, the other way. It's cool if, you, uh, well, if you're into those kind of things. Yourself, what if the other guy had won the governorship 
how different would Florida be today? Oh, they probably would have uh, swept it under the rug and we never would have heard about it because they wouldn't want that kind of shame on their faces. You went back to the house that you worked in for so many years, and I heard you in the book describe the two cultures. I thought it was interesting. You say the Senate is like a country club and the house is like a truck stop. That's the way you've always seen it. But now that it's Nancy's house, it's a little different. Uh, you talk about in the book. Uh, could you elaborate on that for the audience a little yeah, bit? Well, I mean, look, I, I think what, what Pelosi has done is really amazingly destructive of America. <clears throat> the House of Representatives is a place where everybody in America is allowed to send somebody to speak for them. And everybody arrives having won the same size district uh, and representing the same relative weight uh, and then they organized the House. And what you had happen was Pelosi gradually acquired power. And she now, and I'm, I'm actually, as a technical person, I am surprised she could do this. The very narrow majority, she basically runs a dictatorship. Uh, and, and the House rules are such that if the Speaker has 218 votes, they can do anything they want. But historically, no Speaker's ever tried to wield power the way Pelosi has. And it's very destructive of the House, and it leads to very bad legislation. Uh, nobody knows enough to write 3,000-page bills in secret, and, and that's what they've been doing. And so you get really bad legislation. Uh, you make most of the members just uh, sitting around as little puppets waiting to vote yes or no, uh, and you, you really sap the very lifeblood out of the House. It's, it's a tragedy uh, for America, and it's something which I think Kevin McCarthy will dramatically change uh, once he becomes speaker in January. We cover sports a lot around here, uh, Nude, and I came up with an idea recently where I feel like maybe if we started keeping stats on some of these politicians, you know, because the way I look at Joe Biden right now, he's batting under 200. He's only maybe hit a home run or two, and he's made a, a lot of errors. Maybe if the American people, if we start doing analytics like they do in sports, and, and we love glorifying the great athletes, but you got to perform, you know, before we put you in the Hall of Fame. What do you think about coming up with some kind of analytics where politicians get scores? You know, you do something good, you do something bad. Great idea. Now, now all of a sudden you have like an average. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I mean, but, but think about poor Joe Biden. Given his cognitive challenges, do you realize how, how many times he would be in the, in the, uh, the unforced error column? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. The stats wouldn't lie at that point. We could, we could, right. we could look them up. Uh, our guest, Newt Gingrich, make sure you go check out his new book, Defeating Big Government, uh, Socialism, Saving America's Future. Newt, you've always been a guy that works across the aisles There's in a time where there's not too many moderates. I, I feel like uh, m maybe that you, you can help bring people together. And I know you worked for the American people for a long time. Of, of all the things you accomplished uh, with your time in government, what are you most proud of looking back after the, all these years? Well, I, I suspect, I mean, I'd have to think about it, but I suspect it's the fact that we were able to uh, work with Bill Clinton and create four consecutive balanced budgets, uh, the only time in your lifetime that we had uh, balanced budgets. And I thought it was, it was a remarkable achievement. Uh, it was good for the country. We were actually on a track to pay off the federal debt. Uh, and uh, when when I left office, uh, we had welfare reform, we had uh, economic growth underway, uh, we had reformed the Food and Drug Administration. I mean, I felt like the, the, the four years that we after we took over first Republican House in 40 years, 
that we really were able to work on a bipartisan basis and just get an amazing amount done. Again, new to bring up sports. Again, we like to talk sports around here a lot at the uh, the studio, and we always, this new phrase, I like to say, GOAT, greatest of all time. We give Michael Jordan, most people in basketball, he's the GOAT. Tiger Woods in golf, he's the GOAT. Who would be the greatest of all time when we talk about presidents, in your opinion? Who is Who was oh, I, the I greatest? Don't think, I don't think there's any comparison. Who is it? It's Abraham Lincoln. And why is uh, that? Lincoln's ability to hold together the North through four years of a very bitter war. More Americans were killed in the Civil War than in all of America's wars up through Vietnam. Uh, And to be able to go out to these small towns and these villages where people had lost sons and brothers and fathers uh, and get them to continue to support the war uh, when it was frustrating and it was difficult and it wasn't obvious that they could win, uh, Lincoln's skills at understanding the American people. The Gettysburg Address is one of the great uh, speeches in all of history. Uh, His second inaugural is a magnificent uh, uh, speech, uh, which which refers to to God and Creator over and over and over again. And it's a very short speech. It's actually on the wall of the Lincoln Memorial. And, And I always tell people, go there, read it aloud slowly, which is how he delivered it. And you'll be stunned. It's a a sermon. It's not a political speech. Uh, Lincoln was the most profound of all of our presidents. He was probably the smartest of all of our presidents. And he held the country together in a period when it could very easily have fallen apart. All those years in the White House, do you have any keepsakes uh, now that you you have hung up or maybe uh, uh, something that you took home with you? What's one prized possession of your time? One of my favorites hanging on the wall in our family room is a uh, picture of uh, Ronald Reagan and me on Air Force One. We're both in sl- shirt sleeves, standing and chatting, and we're laughing. I think either he had just told a joke or I had just told a joke. It's just a great, friendly picture. and He signed it and sent it to me, and we promptly uh, framed it and put it up. And it's, it's one of my favorite possessions. Very nice. And I'll, I'll leave you with this. I know you're a husband, uh, a father, a grandfather. Uh, we talk about all your political accolades, uh, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about your personal life. I know that you do a lot of traveling. I, I follow you on Instagram, and I see that you're, <laughs> you're, you're here and you're there. Uh, now that people are back to traveling, where is Newt Gingrich's favorite place in the world? And, and you get around, my friend. Where is your favorite place uh, to, to vacation? Maybe give us some insight on where we might want. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Make uh, our next vacation ourselves. Well, I mean, close to three and a half years. 
as the ambassador to the Vatican living in Rome, uh, and we fell in love with Italy. We just came back from 17 days in Rome and Ravenna and Ravello. Uh, my favorite hotel in the world uh, is the Caruso in Ravello. Uh, and uh, we just had a marvelous time. I, I, I just talked to a good friend of mine. He said he'd gone to Italy for the first time this summer. He said the wine was better, the food was better, uh, the air was better. He said, I don't know what it is about Italy, but it was amazing. And I agree with that. I think, uh, and both he and I had the same weird experience. We went to Italy. We had a great time, ate pasta, etc. We both lost weight. Uh, there's something about the Mediterranean diet uh, that, uh, you know, is, is not automatically fattening. It's very heavily fish-oriented, very heavily olive oil instead of butter. But uh, I, I would say Italy is far and away our favorite place in the world. Well, now, my favorite trip was probably either uh, climbing to 9,000 feet in Rwanda to look at mountain gorillas, or it was going to Antarctica and being on an island with 90,000 penguins. But, that, but that's, I mean, I love the outdoors, so uh, my wife would vastly prefer to be in Italy. Well, I, I highly recommend you uh, follow our guest, Newt Gingrich, on social media. He, he's a great follow. And, of course, grab the new book. It's called Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future. And if we can't save it, we're all going to Italy uh, to hang out with Newt and his wife. So, uh, hey, en enjoy uh, the rest of the summer, and uh, we'll be reading the book and watching you on Fox News. Thank you so much uh, for giving us your time. Great. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.